Alright everybody, welcome back to What's on My Pea Brain. Today I have a special guest with me. I have my coworker, Sandy Vu. How are you, Sandy? Good, how are you? So today we have three topics, just like our first episode. And Sandy does not know what we're gonna talk about today. So it makes it even better. This is only your second episode? Yeah. Oh wow. I know. Okay, today we're going to talk about Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Okay. I it's I have three topics. I like to Google them. Okay. And like just talk about them that are okay. interesting to me. Okay. Yeah. Like yesterday, I talked about National Bagel Day. Okay. So today is Monday, January sixteenth, twenty twenty three, at two o eight p.m. And it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mm-hmm. We all should know um, who Martin Luther King Jr. is. Yes. <laughs> if you don't, um, please get on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I can also tell you a semi-okay rendition here. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., and often referred to as shorthand as MLK Day, is a federal holiday in the United States marking the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. So today is the birth of Mar- the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr. So okay, so this is from Wikipedia. Martin Luther King Jr. born Michael King Jr. January fifteenth, nineteen twenty nineteen twenty nine. And he unfortunately passed away April fourth, April fourth, nineteen sixty-eight. He was an American Baptist minister and activist, one of the most prominent leaders in the civil rights movement from nineteen fifty-five until his assassination in nineteen sixty-eight. He was an African American church leader and a son of early civil rights activist and minister Martin Luther King Sr advanced civil rights for people of color in the United States through nonviolence and civil disobedience. Inspired by his Christian beliefs and nonviolent activism of Mahatma Gandhi, he led targeted nonviolent resistance against the Jim Crow laws and other forms of discrimination. Do you know what the Jim Crow laws are? No. That's okay. We can look them up. Podcast is all about learning. (laughs) Okay. So, I know about the Jim Crow laws because I grew up in the South, Mm -hmm. and um, we studied them in school, obviously, but the Jim Crow laws were state and local laws enforcing racial segregation in the Southern United States. Um, Other areas of the United States were affected by formal and informal policies of segregation as well, but many states outside the South had adopted laws Uh, policies of segregation of their own beginning in the late 19th century banning discrimination in public accommodations and voting southern laws were enacted in the late 19th and early 20th century by white southern democrat dominated state legislators to disenfranchise and remove political and economic gains by the african americans during the reconstruction era the jim crow laws were enforced until 1965 which is crazy to me because my parents were both born in 1955 uh-huh. and 1959. So they were alive when, like, Jim Crow laws were being enforced. I see. Which is absolutely, like, 
crazy. Is it where they segregate the whites and the blacks? Mm-hmm. So in practice, Jim Crow laws mandated racial segregation in all public facilities in the states of the former Confederate States of America and in some others beginning in the 1870s. Jim Crow laws were upheld in the 1869 or 1896 in the case of Plessy versus Ferguson. Um. <coughs> Excuse me, in which the Supreme Court laid out its separate but equal legal doctrine concerning facilities for African Americans. Moreover, public education has essentially been segregated since its establishment in most of the southern most of the South after the Civil War in eighteen sixty in eighteen sixty one through eighteen sixty five. So going back to Martin Luther King Junior. King participated in and led marches for the right to vote, desegregation, labor rights, and other civil rights. He oversaw the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott and later became the first president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. As president of the SCLC, he led the unsuccessful Albany movement in Albany, Georgia, and helped organize some of the nonviolent 1963 protests in Birmingham, Alabama. King was one of the leaders of the 1963 March on Washington, where he delivered his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. The Civil Rights Movement achieved pivotal legislative gains in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, and the Fair Housing Act of 1968. The SCLC put into practice the tactics of nonviolent protest with some success by strategically choosing the methods and places in which protests were carried out. There were several dramatic standoffs with segregationist authorities who sometimes turned violent. Several times, King would be jailed. Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, considered King a radical and made him an object of the FBI's Cointel Pro. <coughs> From 1963 forward, what is that? So, the COINTELPRO uh, is the counterintelligence program, which is a series of covert and illegal projects actively conducted by the United States FBI, aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting, and disrupting domestic American political organizations. So, basically... The FBI was just against him, and they were trying to... Assassinate him. Yeah. Well, not necessarily assassinate him, but figure out a way to discredit him. Mm. Which seems really dumb. Anyway. FBI agents investigated him for possible communist ties, spied on his personal life, and secretly recorded him. The FBI in 1964 mailed King a threatening anonymous letter, which he interpreted as an attempt to make him commit suicide. Oh. Like, can you imagine that, though? Like, the government is personally sending you letters, basically saying, like, kill yourself because you're an activist. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That was my mind. In, on October 14th, 1964, King won the Nobel Peace Prize for combating, combating, combating racial inequality through nonviolent resistance in 1965. He helped organize two of the three Selma to Montgomery marches 
In his final years, he expanded his focus to include opposition toward poverty, capitalism, and the Vietnam War. In 1968, King was planning a national occupation of Washington, D.C. to be called the Poor People's Campaign when he was assassinated assassinated on April 4th in Memphis, Tennessee. So I'm going on vacation. Mm-hmm. So, so do you know who assassinated him? The FBI or someone else? Um, it's a great question. Um, let's see. I don't think it would be the FBI though. Um, who assassinated? Uh, James Earl Ray. Oh. Mm-hmm. James Earl Ray, born March 10th, 1928, uh, died April 23rd, 1998. <coughs> he assassinated uh, Martin Luther King Jr. at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee. He was he after that went on the run and was captured in the United Kingdom. He was convicted in 1969. And he was sentenced to 99 years in prison. Oh. But why, though? Like, why did... He, like, you know... He, he killed him with a single shot fired from a Remington rifle... What was his motive? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. He he gave a plea deal and he also recanted his confession. So does that mean he could allegedly be like a scapegoat for the FBI? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> Alright, I feel like that wraps up our Martin Luther King discussion for this episode. Um, now we need to go to our next topic. Let's pull up my notes up. Not the grocery list. Okay. Our next topic for today's podcast is Sleepy Hollow. Have you ever heard of Sleepy Hollow? No. No. (laughs) Sleepy Hollow. Is it like Sleeping Beauty or no? Oh, girl, no, it is not. (laughs) It's like the... All right. So the phenomenon of Sleepy Hollow. So Sleepy Hollow, New York. It's a village in New York. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Uh, can we get some history here, people? Uh, so this is from sleepyhollownewyork.gov. Uh, let's see. We got permits, our schools. Tell us your concerns. Uh-oh. Uh, discover Sleepy Hollow. All right, here we go. Immortalized in Washington Irving's famous tale, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the real Sleepy Hollow is now a modern village that is home to a diverse population of nearly 10,000 residents located 25 miles north 
of New York City along the eastern shore of the Hudson River, the village of Sleepy Hollow offers a unique blend of natural beauty and urban amenities along with world-renowned historic landmarks and modern attributes. This remarkable mix contributes to and viable quality of life for residents even as it attracts thousands of visitors throughout the year. For residents commuting in Manhattan, easy access to two separate Metro North train stations, Philosophy Manor Station in Sleepy Hollow and the adjacent Terrytown Station is a lure. For those working even closer to home, opportunities for international corporate headquarters to thriving small businesses in Westchester County are close at hand. Sleepy Hollow itself boasts one of the region's leading community hospitals, Northwell Health Phelps Memorial Hospital Center. The award-winning school system is combined district with nearby Terrytown and has earned recent accolades including recognition as the NASSP MetLife Foundation Breakthrough School and a College Board Inspiration Award, National Finalist Award, and among other awards. So it's a place. Mm-hmm. But it's also a legend. Oh. Mm. Let's get into that. Sleepy Hollow. Legend. So this is from Britan- uh, Britannica.com. The legend of Sleepy Hollow is a story... by Irving. Um, It stars the protagonist of the story. Ichabod Crane is a Yankee school teacher who lives in Sleepy Hollow, a Dutch enclave of the Hudson River, a suggestible man. Crane believes that the ghost stories and tales of witchcraft he has heard and read. He is particularly impressed by the spectacle tale of the headless horseman who is said to haunt the area. Oh my gosh, Potato is very interested in you today. He, he just likes being a part of the bunch. Mm-hmm. He really does. So, the legend of Sleepy Hollow um, comes from this short story by Washington Irvine. Irvine. Irving. Um... And it's about the Headless Horseman. So have you ever seen the Headless Horseman? Yes. Okay, so we don't need to look that out. Mm-hmm. But the so this small village in New York has has basically like adopted this <coughs> story to create like some lore around Sleepy Hollow. I see. Mm-hmm. So the last thing we're going to talk about today is the Laysan Volcanic National Park. (laughs) How do you come up with these topics? I just look on things that I've seen on TikTok (laughs) and um, if I think that they're worthy enough. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, usually I'll look about, like, what day it is today, and, like, today is, you know, (coughs) Martin Luther King Jr. Day, you know, I obviously wanted to cover that today, Uh and then two other topics that I do appreciate, 
Um, but this is from Wikipedia, and it's about the Laysan Volcanic National Park. It's an American national park in northeastern California. The dominant feature is the Laysan Peak. It's the large plug dome volcano in the world and the southernmost volcano in the Cascade Range. Laysan Volcanic National Park is one of the few areas in the world where all four types of volcanoes can be found. The Plug Dome, the Shield, the Cinder Cone, and the Strato Volcano. The source of the heat for the volcanism in the Laysan area is the subduction of the Gorda Plate, diving below the North American Plate off the Northern California coast. The area surrounding Laysan Peak is still active with boiling mud pots from Laysan Hot Springs. The Laysan Volcanic National Park started as two separate national monuments designated by President Theodore Roosevelt in 1907. <coughs> Excuse me. The Cinderco National Monument and the Laysan Peak National Monument starting in 19, May 1914 and lasting until May 1917. So it's just at the top of California. I see. Probably be like. Looks really pretty though. Maybe like. Is it an active volcano? Um, not sure. Would it be like maybe six, seven hours from where we are? Uh huh. I think so. Uh, let's see. How far away from are we from the laser? Isn't an active volcano? That's a good question, though. <coughs> Geography and geology. Um. Is the Laysan Volcano active? Oh. This is from nps.gov. The Laysan Peak is considered active because it last erupted about 100 years ago. I see. Mm -hmm. So could it kill us, do you think? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Personally... I think the earth has been a little bit too quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, try to feel. <coughs> it, it can suddenly awake, though, at any moment. I don't know. Do you, like, why do you think it's been so quiet? Maybe because of the pollution? I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. That because of all the pollution going on, it re that's really why it's so quiet. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, Sandy. Thanks for having me. Um, and then I will catch you next time on What's on My Pea Brain. <laughs> <laughs>